Welcome to Fadeaways and Fundamentals. I am your host, Andre Perano. Today's guest, Paul Easton, joins the show from Drills and Skills. We talk hoops, we talk life. Let's dive right in with Paul. So, Paul Easton, welcome to the show, Fadeaways and Fundamentals. What's up, my man? As much, I appreciate you having me on. No problem. So, hey, let's just dive right in, uh, Coach. Um, so I was looking you up. I know, um, obviously, I follow you on IG. I'm loving every kind of content you put out. I just love it. Um, I learn from you all the time. Um, I know you uh, were obviously born and raised in Scotland, and you moved out here in 05. Uh, can you um, tell me how, did, uh, how was that, and how did the basketball realm in Scotland go? Oh, definitely, yeah. I, um, you know, like most Scottish kids, I played, um, you know, golf, soccer, rugby, pretty much every sport apart from basketball. And uh, once I, I was in, I was visiting my auntie in Texas uh, one summer. I think I was twelve or thirteen years old, and it's the first time I saw basketball being played um, in person. I was watching a few kids, kind of in the in the backyard and kind of the neighborhood playing ball and I just really enjoyed watching them and one day one of the kids asked me to join in and of course I had no idea what to do so he was kind of teaching me you know lay up dribble you know stuff like that and I just instantly fell in love so as soon as I went back home to Scotland I looked up where the nearest team was and we don't have high school uh, basketball it's more kind of club basketball probably more similar to AAU but on a smaller scale and I just I just dove right in and I uh, met a lot of contacts I was coaching for the under-16 um, Scotland national team, and I met a good contact, and he invited me over to D.C. to do a basketball camp at the legendary coach Morgan Wooten's camp. And it was kind of weird because the two weeks before he invited me, I, I, bought a, I bought a book on basketball, and it was Morgan Wooten's book, Coaching Basketball Successfully. So it was kind of a fate or a weird coincidence. But I went over there. I um, loved it. You know, it was just um, much like, you know, like California is, D.C. is a is a mecca for basketball. So I, I loved it out here. Met a lot of good contacts. And then three years later, I would come across every year, and I um, decided to make the move. And I came across here full-time, and I uh, started coaching high school basketball uh, right away at age 24. Wow. And, um, okay, so you're there. You, you come over to the States and you transition into a high school coach. Now, right away, you are super successful as a high school coach. You've won three championships. Is that correct? Yeah, I was, well, I was very fortunate to be an assistant coach for Joe Wooten, who was Morgan Wooten's son um, at O'Connell High School. And I was there for six years. And I, I really had no idea just how intense that program was. And it was really the best thing for me because, you know, coming across to the States, I, I had to learn so much about the game. Uh, there was so many different rule changes from FIBA, um, from everything, from the, the size of the, the paint to the five-second rule. Like, there were so many different rules and regulations that I really had to get up with the speed of the game because even though it's very you know, strategy-wise and skillful back over in Europe, um, nothing could prepare me for the intensity and the speed that was played over here. So there were a lot of adjustments to make. But I was very fortunate to be in his program, and we won two Virginia State um, titles. Uh, just had a, just before, like, in six years, I think we had about 22, 23 Division One players. 
Um, just really fortunate to be around that. And I just saw myself as a big sponge, just kind of soaking it up. It was my crash course. And then after that, I became a, I became a head coach of a school in Maryland, a boarding school called St. James. And uh, we won our championship of our own in the first year. So I, I think I was just very lucky to be around a lot of good people. And uh, I was a sponge. Like I, I was always, even now, like when I'm in the gym, I don't, if a coach is teaching a drill, I don't care who the coach is. I don't care what the history is or the record is. I'm always just trying to learn because there's always something you can learn. I know it sounds cliche, but I'm a big believer in that. No, no, no. I'm right there with you, sir. Um, I go and... Um... I go every week and I go uh, see my friend by the name of Jordan Lolly um, out in Irvine. Oh, yeah. He's amazing. And I'm a lot yeah. older than he is. You know, I got him by nine years. But guess what? I stepped in that gym and I can learn something new every day. It might be something I already know, but he might put a twist on it. Yeah. And I yeah. learned something new. So, I, hey, trust me. I am all there with you when... When you say yeah, I was in. I was at camp tonight, and there was a young coach. And, you know, I'm 37. I'm getting up there, and he he was um, I think he was like maybe 22, 23, young guy. And he asked me. He said, "Hey, you know," he said, "How do you teach post defense?" So I said, "Well, let me show you." And as soon as we had finished, I said, "How do you teach post defense?" And he looked at me, and I was like, "Well, show me." And he's like, "Well, that's why I just asked you." I said, "No, I want to know how you do it." So, you know, maybe I could pick up a tip or maybe I could pick, pick up a terminology or something like that. So I think it's, I think as teachers of the game, we also have to be students as well. Absolutely. I mean, I, there's another kid that I, I work with out here, um, Ryan Rizuki, um, NBA skills trainer out here. Kid is great, 22 years old. Man, I can get with him and I can learn something new every day. I can put my son with him and say, hey, have at it. This kid is tired of listening to me for two weeks. Please take him. He will put my my son through a series of drills, a series of a series of concepts, and I absolutely am. I'm like a sponge. I'm all dialed in, watching, filming, everything, because he might just teach something in a completely different way. He went down a completely different road that I'm going down, and I and that's great. For sure. Sure. Yeah. So, okay. So, you're here in the states. You're you're obviously super successful. I mean, I know tons of coaches that have never even won a state championship, or even come close. So, do do you think? Do you put credit to you know obviously playing in Scotland and with your AAU programs, kind of like your club ball, helping you? I um, mean, you 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 got to give some success to that. I mean, even though you were an assistant coach for two of them. You won your own. I mean, how do you think you did it? Um, I think I do put a lot of credit to Scotland. You know, it's funny. I tell people all the time. I think I think it's just a fact of over in Scotland, we don't have the same maybe opportunities as the world. You know, basketball isn't as vibrant. So it's you know, I think for me, I was just I was such a sponge, and I actually learned how to shoot a layup. Through, a, through a, a book in the library. You know, we couldn't, when I was younger, there was no, the internet wasn't there yet, and we couldn't, we didn't have ESPN, we, didn't, we couldn't watch any of the games. So really I was learning from either videos or a book. I was reading up on basketball every opportunity I had. And even now, I'm still just, I, I love reading stuff on the game. So the whole point of it is, I think I was just so detailed. Like I was so detailed oriented. 
And the coach who was my mentor, Neil Thompson, back in Scotland, you know, he was just such a great teacher of the game. And he would just teach everything from teamwork. Like, he would be like, you know, who's sitting next to each other on the team bus? Who's engaging with each other? Who's not? He was just, he was so into details. And I think I really picked up on that. So I think that definitely contributes to the success I had. But um, going to O'Connell, I mean, with Joe Wooten, he was just, it was another level. And for me to see how that was, I think I'd never been around it before. So for me, I, I picked up a lot. Because I think sometimes when people are around things for a long time, they kind of ignore little details. And because I was new to it, there was just so much that I could learn. Like I remember when I first got there, nobody was doing video. Um, we were recording the game, but nobody was breaking it down back then. And this is before crossover and huddle, all those fancy programs. So I noticed there was a gap in that. So I wanted to kind of move up the ladder quickly in terms of all the assistant coaches because he was putting a lot of assistant coaches to college. So what I would do is after the game, I would grab the tape, I would watch it, I would make notes, and I would pick three players or four players every game, and I would break down individual films from them, what you did well, what you did to get better. Then I would do it for the team. And then you know, by the time I've done, I've watched the game three or four times. So if, say we played 30 games in a season, Times that by four, I'm watching every game all the time. So I watched so much game films, so much feedback to the players, and it really gave me a platform to speak to every player. Even if I didn't have a relationship with the player, I could say, hey, let me show you some film. And, you know, the film never lies. So I think the film was a huge way to help me communicate better with players, understand the game more, and that was definitely a big part in everything that I do. Wow. I mean... Coach, we can just drop the mic right now and just end the podcast. You just, you just threw heat. Yeah. We, we, we're done. <laughs> but I'm not yeah. done. So, which is really funny that you brought that up, which I absolutely love. Um, so, Ryan Rizuki here, he's another big skills trainer out here, uh, young kid. He told me, hey, you know, this was about a – a year and a half ago. So my son's 11 now. So you're talking nine and a half, ten. He goes, look, man, you want your son to be, become amazing? You want your son to go from good to great? IQ. It's all IQ. It's all film breakdown. So how, how do you buy in or how do you – and also how, do you, how important is it to watch film just like you were talking about, like – even if you didn't have a relationship with them, you're actually going through film. How important is it? Please, I, I mean, tell the listeners. Yeah, now I think for a coach, I think it's vital. In this day and age, we have so many resources. And, you know, it's like anything. You can have all the resources you want, but unless you're utilizing them to the best of your ability, then they're pointless. You know, you've always got to be smarter than the tools you're working with. But I think with, with film... It's just a great way because we're all better when we watch the game, you know, for a second time. Or when we're coaching a game, emotions are running high, you know. So sometimes you're not making your best decisions or you might not see things. So when you go back and look at film, you know, if you're the head coach, you can see things you did wrong. Like, hey, I should have had this guy in the game at this point. Hey, I should have ran this press. Or I should have, you know, rotated off that, that, that second, you know, guy more. Something like that. So I think... I think it's just, it's like, you know, if you write, if you write an essay, 
example you're you're handing into school to get a you know a, a paper for an exam, if you write it one time and throw it in there, you're going to have tons of grammar mistakes. You're going to have things that aren't right. But if you go back over it, spell check it, check it out, maybe reformat things, it's going to be better. And it's the same way for the game. So once it's done, I think you've got to really go and check it again and see what you can do. But in terms of skill development, I think it's great. It's one of the easiest things. You can take two or three clips of a player and you can compare against, hey, look at how you drove this way. Your shoulder needs to be lower. You need to close the gap more. You know, that defender's overplaying you. You need to stop and pop. Um, it's just a great teaching tool. And I find that, you know, students, players are visual learners. So you can tell them all you like. You can sometimes show them and they get it. But if you show them actual game from off themselves, they're 100% listening. You know, I can go up to a player, and I, I'm, I'm not you know, a great athlete. I can go up to a player and say, hey, you need to do this. They may listen. I can demonstrate. They may listen a bit more. But if I show them themselves on film doing it and what they can do better, they're 100% in. Because everyone loves to see themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree. Um, so what is the most important characteristic in building a great player? Oh, good question. Good question. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I think from, um, well, see, for me, I, I, I posted this another day. I, I'm really, the more I train and the more I'm fortunate enough to learn about all, you know, basketball training, everything, the, the, the more I go on, the simpler I get. I mean, you, you've got to have the flash because it's an attractive, especially when you're building a brand. And it's fun because you've got to keep things fun and competitive. But for me, it's always four staples for me. It's number one, can you shoot the basketball? And we can break that down in terms of, can you shoot off the catch? Can you shoot off the dribble? Can you finish inside against pressure? But really, can you make shots? Second thing is, can you, can you handle the ball under pressure? And what I mean is, you don't have to have all these you know crazy moves, um, all these shifty moves. If you've got them, great. But I'm a big believer in having a go-to move. Take a move that works for you. And then once you've mastered that move, have a counter to that move. Whatever move I teach, I always teach a counter. So I think it's handling the ball under pressure. And the only way to do that is handle the ball under pressure. And then the third thing is, can you defend? Because you have to defend to stay on the court. And players find that out when they go from middle school to high school and when they go from high school to college. To stay on the floor, you've got to defend. And the rest can take care of itself. And then, and thing is, some people who are not good defenders, it can just be as simple as contain your man, box out and contain your man. And then the fourth thing I always say is, how high is your motor? You've got to have a high motor. No matter if you're a, a, a huge talker or you're the quiet, silent type, it doesn't matter. Your motor, your energy, your effort has to speak for itself. So I always say, you know, can you shoot it? Can you handle the ball under pressure? Can you defend? And how hard do you compete? That's the four I really stay with. And, of course, you can add so much more onto that. Strength and conditioning, you know, IQ, watching game film, breaking stuff down. There's so much to go onto that. But those are the four things I would start with in building a player. Okay, okay. I'm loving it. Loving every minute of that. Now, you brought in strength and conditioning. Um, I also like to talk recovery, which is huge with stretching and sleep. Um, do you preach that a lot to not only the, your skills, your players that you're just strictly doing skills for, whether they're pro, college, um, younger students, and to your your um, high school team? 
I, I think a lot of that is all of that is so important. And I'm glad you you said sleep, right? Yes. Yeah, that's huge. And and what I do is um, we have a I, I have two strength conditioning guys who I work with. Uh, most of my clients go to both one of the one of those two guys, and they're both great. I've known them for one one's a former player of mine, and um, I love everything they do. And I always promote you know strength conditioning, speed and agility, what they need. And I, I like that. And I think it's good that it's separate from who I am. But I'm always teaching my player not just sleep, but also, I guess it be kind of the, um, I don't know the best way to describe it, but I'm all for positive mental energy, yes. positive mental thought. You know, letting stuff go, talking good to yourself, getting good sleep, you know, of course comes with that making good decisions, things like that. And, and I guess, like, you know, I'm not an expert in it, but I just, I, I'm, I'm always interested in my clients. Like, I'll say, hey, what did you do last night? Or what are you doing this weekend? And it's not to check up on them. I want to see how they're living, like how important sleep is to them. How important is it to spend more time with family or to go out with friends, things like that. So I think the mental side of it is huge. And I'm so glad you mentioned sleep because that's, recovery is huge, especially in this day and age. You know, players, it's just nonstop. And that's just the way things have evolved. They're playing, you know, middle school, AAU, team camps, practice, trainers. You know, it just never stops. So recovery is a huge, huge part of it. Yes. I mean, I'm telling you, when my son's 11 and our his grind is five or six days a week. It really is. Oh, yeah. And, mm -hmm. and I preach and preach and preach and preach. Buddy, sleep, sleep sleep just go to sleep don't have to wake up early and and stretch that's like i try to beat that in you know that's like the number one thing for me yeah i'll never forget when i read a, an article when i was younger um as with vince carter and he said that he stretches three times a day whether he plays or doesn't play, even if it's an off day, he stretches three times a day. Now, obviously, he is one of the greatest athletes on the planet. Right. <laughs> but I mean, to hear him say that and how important it was to him, that's never left. That's never left my thoughts. I've always remembered that. Yeah, and 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 I, I preach it also. I mean, I've had two back surgeries, so I was definitely one of those kids that just play, play, played, and never stretched. So uh -huh. I don't ever, I never want anybody to fall into my shoes and say, you know what, that kid right there, he's a great basketball player, but he's injury prone. Yeah. Never, yeah. I never want to hear that out of anybody's mouth about a kid. So if I can give them any type of guidance, sleep, recovery, hydration, get after it. Yep, I agree. I think I think the more this game evolves and it's evolving so great, I think that's going to really start coming up the totem pole even more, um, which I think is a great thing. Yeah.